podcast. Our always podcast are. Also, we've been we've been rolling for like ages. I know. Now. Like I've been recording for so oh, long. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> Got the know last. That. Oh yeah. Eight minutes recorded. Yeah. It nice. Was, it was nice. Um, hello, everybody. Whoever might be listening. Uh, this is Grant and Jason, and a special guest coming to you from the road. We're in Nova Scotia. That's in Canada, folks. And uh, we're here with our friend Caleb, who uh, whose house we are staying in currently. Yeah. Caleb's mother was Jason and my boss at different points in time, and concurrently at a couple. Yeah, for for like a year probably. Yeah, and uh, and Caleb's huge into um, you know. Well, video games. Uh, Why don't you let him explain? Comics and so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what true. are you into? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like comics. Um, well, yeah, video games is always a thing. Drawing, really been into drawing. Um, the occasional Lego set, every yes. here and there. Yes. Every now and again, yeah. Lego is one of those things where I feel like if I had, it's like if there were twenty six hours in a day. I wish I could be into Lego. I think about Lego fairly yeah, often. Yeah, definitely. And I sometimes, really sometimes I go into uh, the room that we have all our Lego stash, and I look at it. <laughs> Some of the sets are still partially We've, assembled uh, and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Still well, the great thing times. about Lego is, I mean, you know, mom and dad would never buy us actual sets. Mm-hmm. Like, written, like very, very, very I was telling Caleb Like, a this. handful yeah, of yeah. times. So, we inherited most of our Lego from, like, cousins or whatever. So, we just had... Just boxes of just random yeah. stuff. And whenever and we, we just said we'd just, take them all apart, and mom yeah. and dad would be like, it would be cheaper if we just got you the bulk stuff, and we would say, no, you don't get any of the cool pieces. Yeah. You don't get any of the cool pieces. It's vice versa now, actually, because Lego started selling them like just boxes again, and they're like yeah. Lego Classic or whatever. Yeah. And it's like twice the price of like the sets. That's a thing. Like, Lego's just too expensive i mean it's it's high quality stuff it really yeah, is it is and like, they've started doing like plant-based stuff recently like all their green pieces really like, yeah and by 2030 it's like supposed to be all plant-based that's kind of whack weird. i didn't know that i don't know how i feel about that now as much like, as i would like to better for the environment right i mean like yeah for i guess man, well hmm, man i don't know, Who I don't knows? know. it's i don't know if that's i don't know if i believe that now, as much as I would like to do an episode on Lego, and perhaps we will in the future, that is not what we're here for today. What are we it's talking not. about today? Uh, today we're talking about the 2019... 18? Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah, December 2018. Oh boy. I can get it came out like Christmas Day or something. Son, I've been lagging. Um, yeah, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, the, uh, the film. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Do you just want to read about it, please? According to Wikipedia, <laughs> Spider-Man into the... We always quote Wikipedia. Yeah. Because it's okay. a great way to get a concise, it's like, a here's what this is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Get out of my face, everybody. I'm just reading the lines. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a 2018 American computer-animated superhero film featuring the Marvel Comics character Miles Morales slash Spider-Man, produced by Columbia Pictures and Sony Pictures Animation in association with Marvel. Marvel. And distributed by Sony Pictures Releasing... It is the first animated feature film in the Spider-Man franchise and is set in a shared multiverse called the Spider-Verse, which has alternate universes. The film was directed by Bob... How, would you, how do you say that? Um, let me see. Bob... This guy here. Perseetti? 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 I'm going to go Perseetti. Okay. Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman from a screenplay by Phil Lord and Rothman and a story Phil by Lord. Lord. He did uh, Deadpool. He did... 
He's done a bunch of stuff. That name sounds. He super did Lego familiar. Movie too. Yes, the Lego movie. that's probably. The Lord and uh, it's either Tim Miller or Chris Miller. I always get it confused. Etc. And then etc. And we'll see. It did very well in the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 97%, with an average rating of 8.76 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse matches bold storytelling with striking animation for a purely enjoyable adventure with heart, humor, and plenty of superhero action. Okay, yeah, so, uh, I mean, Caleb, you're the, you're the expert. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say expert. You, you have in the in the superhero arena in terms of the literature, like everything yeah. you know around. I I'd say I'm probably more into superheroes than Jason is. Yeah, definitely. I think so that's we've fair. got kind of a one, two, three thing going on here. All right. And I wouldn't even say I'm really into superheroes. I think that they're uh, fascinating symbols of of like Western thought. You know, mythological yeah. figures, modern day mythological figures. Well, like, not even so much as like Western, because like Eastern too, they have like Mega Man stuff like that. Yeah, that's I true. I don't know, maybe I'm just totally missed Astro Boy. The um, they but, made a computer animated Astro Boy yeah. movie one time. I got that out from Blockbuster when I was like nice. I remember that. Ten. But I, I mean, know. I mean the um the Western superhero as a kind of more often than not like an alpha male human being bestowed uh, randomly with superpowers. It's a normal a normal person who becomes something more and is this powerful individual. Superheroes yeah. very individual kind of thing. The empowered individual. It's like a weird who, uh, version of the American dream. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, like, it's like the American become... dreams on steroids. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and I find that completely fascinating. Totally that, compelling. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do you just want to summarize... What you what you enjoy or anything you don't enjoy about Spider Man into the in the Spider Verse? No, 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 no. It's a good movie. I like. It's all around. Okay, a good Jason. Movie. What do you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's lots of different references to like different superheroes, everything like that. Even like the one scene in Times Square where you see like the poster with the working title mm-hmm. of. Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. except in this universe, it's actually gone by the working title from Dust Till Shaun. It's and did wait no Edgar Wright didn't have anything to do with. I don't think so. Somebody must have. Maybe it was a Sony Pictures movie, or I don't know. I, just I don't enjoyed know. Shaun of the Dead. It might have been. It was yeah. Columbia Pictures, I think. Okay, so yeah, because Columbia, Columbia did, did in the Spider Verse. Yeah. So there you go. According to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, yeah. which is as we know is never wrong. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so the the you know you've got the references and everything. Yeah. Um, proving, I guess, that the creators really know their stuff and are passionate about it. Yeah. And in my mind, I think, as somebody from the outside looking into superhero culture and nerd culture, I guess I'm in nerd culture, but not this sect of it. Um, I've had this perception that a lot of mainstream people don't take animated movies seriously in the same way as they take live action movies Mm -hmm. so I felt that this was kind of interesting and kind of a big step because it's a superhero movie it's also an animated movie it has a massive budget it has huge potential and to me it comes off as a important step towards 
people accepting legitimizing yeah legitimizing cartoon animation. and animation kind of thing did you feel that way too yeah because yeah. that's like yeah <laughs> you have some you've got you've got like Miyazaki's animations mm-hmm. um innumerable whatever you want you know my neighbor Totoro or Ponyo or there's whatever. lots of that niche like studio are, Ghibli stuff yeah but those have but, a huge following and I feel like they kind of like they they're viewed as legitimate movies mm-hmm. by the people who like them but it's still I've never not, seen any it's of them. still not mainstream mm. right so when you take an IP like spider-man that is like instantaneously recognizable like you could show yeah. me just a little a little image like a little piece of the suit just mm-hmm. that black webbing on, yeah. on red and and everybody knows who spider-man is um but taking taking an ip like that i think that making this movie was insanely brave and mm-hmm. bold yeah and i wish people would do stuff like that more often because in this movie i think you know is a resounding success. I think it's a. I think it's a wonderful movie. I think it's yeah. very joyful. It's obviously very colorful. Mm-hmm. I think that the animation art styles, while they um, they really bombard your senses, and it will oh, yeah. definitely take a couple watches before you can almost observe everything that's happening before you. Yeah, like this morning was my fifth time watching it, and I was just, like yeah. still noticing like yeah, new stuff. Yeah, you were saying while we were watching it, you're like, oh, I never. Yeah, yeah. Fat Peter Parker's mismatched shoes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like he has Converse and Tim's. Like that's they're still both decent pairs of shoes. <laughs> I mean, they're not though. It's, it's not decent pairs of shoes. It's just yeah, one it's shoe not, and one shoe. It's not a decent pairing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't mix boots and shoes. Everyone no. knows that. Yeah, he did, and I mean. He's I mean, Spider-Man, he's Spider-Man, so yeah. yeah. He's like what are you gonna do? Weird, deadbeat Spider-Man. Spi- yeah. <laughs> so I really felt a lot of the issues that I had with the movie were kind of tied to the comic-y nature of it, and I don't really know that it's fair. All criticism is fair, right? Mm-hmm. But the problems I have with it are mostly like you know, so what? Like I feel, I feel like the movie adds too many characters towards the end. You don't have time to really become attached to them. And too much happens too quickly, and it's like, you know, am I supposed to care about these characters? But on the other hand, that happens in comic books, and maybe I'm just not quite used to the formula, and you can't really judge it like Apocalypse Now. Like, it's a really fun movie, but I don't know that it's meant to hit you in that way on an emotional level. What do you think about that? Uh, I kind of feel the same about... Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get that. And I feel like that's the reason, like, a lot of people didn't like Suicide Squad either. Haven't like, seen Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is just weird. It, it was a fun movie. It was and fun. I always I... get like shot down in conversations for saying that, but it was like a lot of the characters like they didn't they weren't introduced as well as they could have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Enchantress, it's like, oh, I guess she's the villain now. And, like Katana is like introduced like very quickly, stuff like that. Like, I understood it because I read the comics, but I had a lot of friends who didn't read the comics and yeah. were like, oh, I didn't understand what was going on. The, just, to, just to harp on Suicide, um, Suicide Squad for one second, the part of that movie at which I bust out laughing out loud was when Killer Croc goes down into the sewers. Do you know what I'm talking about? I and think he does so. that weird like four-legged run. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a human running on four legs. Yeah. So he kind of looks like uh, like somebody cosplaying. It was it was 
very like it looked hilarious yeah. i the have one, to say and i bust out laughing the one everyone brings up when they talk about suicide squad is like when they're all standing around will smith is like so we're some kind of suicide squad and like <laughs> oh, okay he's like it's a little on the nose but yeah. yeah it's not it's okay suicide squad not half the movie that spider verse is not even close but you're That's but fair. we're talking about like you know bringing characters in last minute i agree the thing I'm more of a literature guy. I've got my you know my novels and whatever, and mm-hmm. and those unfold. Even the fastest novel unfolds more slowly than a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. You're going panel to panel, and that's the cool thing about comic books is yeah. the kinetic energy. Because you don't them. you don't have to take that time like describing stuff as much because it's like right it's there on boom. the page. Yeah, it's it's a picture. They yeah. have words and pictures, and it's like the most efficient way it almost is to, show inter- yeah. to show information. But because know? of the words and pictures, it's associated with like picture books and kids' yes, books, yeah. which is why a lot of the time people are like, oh, it's comics, they're for kids. Yeah. yeah. But like, then you have like stuff like The Killing Joke, Watchmen, yeah. Killing Joke is so for Vendetta. Good. It's a great book. So good. Jason, I like, has, you have to read it. I do, yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. I was a, but I but like the the the, the efficiency more. of the comic book vehicle definitely I think has something to do with just the high rate of speed that a lot of superhero mm-hmm. mov- movies move at, and I think yeah. that that's part. I get it. Like the thing is, I really like what is, what is he called? Spider Ham. Spider Ham. Yeah, Spider Ham. Like yeah. I really like that character. Does he need to be in? Like, does he do anything? Like useful no. in the in no. to move his story like forward. He's no. there for comic relief. Yeah, which is well, yeah, which he's is, a cartoon. You know. He's supposed to be like Looney Tunes. But I mean, the other characters cartoon are funny too. And the guy, too. the guy, yeah. like Noir Spider Man. Does he yeah. need to be there? Not None really. of the really late like, era Spider people need to be there. Uh, the with the, one the Gwen, yeah. the Gwen character does. She needs to be there. But um, the the manga one doesn't. Oh um, yeah, Penny Parker. She doesn't do much either. She doesn't need to be there. But like, but it's just. None of these characters matter. Am I emotionally attached to them? Not really. But they look so damn cool. And they are so stylish. And getting to see them, the fight scenes, the action sequences in this, have more clarity and are... Yeah, I don't (laughs) I heard that in the mic, dude. Just a little... Yeah. Caleb's uh, goldfish just jumped out of its tank and it's going yeah. down the stairs now. Um, Godspeed, it's just going man. it's just going to get a snack. He'll be right back. Yeah, he'll be right back. He does this all the time. But the the action scenes and particularly the fight sequences in this movie, this animated movie, have more clarity and really beautiful choreography, I think, than like almost any live action movie I have ever seen. Yeah. But the backgrounds themselves are almost head they're borderline headachey, I found. Like, almost got, at, like, the bright flashing lights and everything like that. Like, there's so much going on in the background. Like, in the in the end sequences? Are you talking yeah. about that more so? Like, I with the collider? That. I thought that it looked so cool. Yeah, it did, but, like... It's it very was... vivid, and it's really, like, intense, right? Yeah. And it's, like... And, like, a lot of the background was red and blue, so the spider characters didn't stand out as much mm-hmm. as they should have. Yeah, that's a valid point. Definitely. Like, when it switches to, like, green and purple or, like, yellow and blue in the background, then you can yeah. see, like, a bit, a decent amount more, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, hmm. it's definitely, like, an assault on the senses at the end. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked so dope. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think... it's so cool. I think it kind of creates the effect of... It's just very intense, visually, sonically, story-wise. It's very dense. But, yeah, it's a lot to take yeah. in. And I guess that 
kind of segues us nicely to talking about the visuals of the movie overall, which I think are the most important part of the movie, for sure. Um, and we've discussed on lots of podcasts how that's what I tend to bring to the table and take away from movies a lot of times is the visuals, because I like photography so much. And this movie's definitely no exception. I've watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on, you know, the technical things they did in terms of uh, skipping frames to make some characters look less smooth and practice, you know, as Miles Morales is learning how to how to swing with his web. They not skip, rope. Not rope, web. which I said earlier. I'm like, the little kid, the kid with his little uh, rope. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not the way it works. The way they skip frames and stuff like that I think is really well done, and it does just look like a moving comic book in all the right ways. I think it's very cool yeah. how instead of using the conventional like depth of field that you normally get with a camera where mm-hmm. the background's uh, out of focus, yeah. they do that thing where they like separate the color channels like is that when comics are printed the ink like the print heads are out of alignment or I don't know how that happens but that was more common in like comics during the 70s yes. and 80s yeah, yeah. and like when Marvel was having financial troubles they had to downgrade a lot mm-hmm. which is actually why they sold off a lot of their properties to Fox and Sony huh, I didn't know that so but they yeah, were the, desperate for money and the colors like they that. used were not completely unlike these right they used yeah. cyan magenta and uh, yellow CMYK and, yeah so that's like that's what oh, that's what they would use right on like a yeah with yeah, a yeah. dot matrix kind of thing yeah, yeah. and so, like especially because yeah. green was one of the easiest colors to make so that was yeah. prominent in the background and stuff like that yeah and that's actually the reason why Hulk was green he was originally gray but he that's no fun at all. they were they weren't able to <laughs> get it to be consistent shades of gray so sometimes it would come huh. out more green sometimes it would come out more blue yeah. And so they're just like, screw it, let's do green. That's really? actually why a lot of like Spider-Man's villains are green too, like, because Spider-Man green was like, Goblin Spider-Man all. was one yeah. of the most popular characters, so they were printing yeah. like tons of those issues. So they had like, yeah. kind of up the ante there. So okay. they had like Mysterio, Vulture, Green Goblin. Um, there's more, but I'm totally drawing a blank right now. <laughs> That's interesting, though. I never realized that. Yeah. I just think it's so cool how the film pays homage to the way that comics are produced by doing, like I said, having that out-of-focus technique being an ode to basically budget cuts and the mm-hmm. the result of that. And I think that there's probably way more things uh, to that end that went over my head as somebody who doesn't read that many comics. It I, is. It's beautiful. The uh, I hate the term fan service. I hate mm-hmm. it. Um, but the, the number of nods and winks and that sort of thing mm-hmm. that the filmmakers give, gave to, like, actual comic book fans yeah. is really beautiful. Like, Why you do know? you hate the term fan service? Like, do you hate fan service itself? Or, like... No, 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 no. I just don't... I Like, of course it's fan service. Like, everything you're doing is service for your fan. Like, it's a service you're providing for your fans, more or less. So, I just feel like that's redundant. Yeah. The term fan service is, like, meh, whatever. And it has weird connotations now, too, with... You know, like, uh, like really risque video yeah, game, like, Japanese, yeah. like stroking the male fantasy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I don't, you know, but that's you know. I feel like a lot of the time. Problem. I feel like a lot of the time when people say fan service, they more or less mean like pandering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that scene, and you guys haven't seen Avengers Endgame, so no, I won't bring that up. But <laughs> yeah, but so, no, never mind. Like fan, fan service, yeah, like or. Um, 
giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Like, I don't, like it's just, it's an odd term, and it seems like, I don't know. Mm. Is it, I feel like Captain Marvel was, like, a lot of that. Well, Cap- Captain Marvel was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, the this movie succeeds so brilliantly in, and so cleverly in uh, just, just uh, being true to and referencing and wearing their passion and their legitimacy on their sleeve and going like hey everybody like look at we're we're just like you you know like see we read these comics as kids which all these animators probably did mm-hmm. you know we love them and uh and that works so beautifully here um i also want to bring up as well the music mm-hmm. especially the theme for what's the what's the uh, purple dude's name oh, prowler yeah prowler prowler's theme is yeah so good it almost it almost reminds me of like that sound like whenever Pennywise is on screen in the new It movie. Mm-hmm. If you guys like yeah. the kind of yeah. high pitched like, yeah, yeah, you're but, like, oh, something's you, about to happen. But do you know what I mean, Jason? The yeah. the musical theme yeah. uh, for the Prowler, super cool, and they even used that. You know, those couple notes that mm, in uh, in like a motif, like uh, in later on in the movie, I think mm-hmm. uh, when he's talking to. Um, yeah, I can't really spoil that, can I? When he's talking to somebody, yeah. it uh, the the theme kind of rises and falls in a completely different section mm-hmm. of music, and it's super yeah. cool. So the music's also excellent. I think. Finally, go ahead. Whoa. Okay, fight, was, fight, fight. <laughs> I was just gonna say, animated movies in general recently have had like, like back to the animation and stuff like that. The visuals, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been like, imp- like more impressive. Like if you look at like. Like, like mid two thousand stuff, like Shrek the Third mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. And then you had like the Lego Movie. Yeah. Which they they I'm not sure if it was either they wanted to or they actually did. They scanned in individual Lego pieces. That's so yeah. insane. Well, they yeah. modeled they modeled everything individually and put like fingerprints yeah. and stuff on the actual Lego bricks. Yeah, and like how you can like the serial numbers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember after I saw that movie, like I was a hell of a lot more into like. Legos than I was that back then than I am now. I was mm. like, I wonder. I have those pieces. I wonder if they're the actual serial numbers. And sure enough, yeah, they were. <laughs> like the research <laughs> that, that went that, into it. That movie is beautiful. You also, I like the Lego incredible. Batman movie a lot better. Yeah. Like yeah, they even took the, a dig at Suicide Squad in that one. The, uh, like there's one part with Killer Croc and he like starts a bomb and he just says, "Yay, I did something." <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder if we'll look back and realize that. Animated movies have such a leg up in this environment because they're not quite taken as seriously yet, and I feel like because of that, they work that much harder to earn the film communities and the general public, the you know people at large's respect and admiration. And they really seem to have a habit lately of going the extra mile in terms of Easter eggs and attention to detail yeah. and just craftsmanship in general. These are high caliber movies, and you can't. You can't really find any part, I don't think, of Into the Spider-Verse that comes across as, like, low rent. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everything, no, everything has not. the same level of polish you will find on the biggest Hollywood blockbuster, really. And, and I, I think, think that's super admirable. And I think it's also worth noting and impressive, too, the different animation styles that are mixed mm-hmm. and how successfully... Um, with uh, Penny Parker, the little anime chick, there yeah. were some times where she was not really anime, which is kind of weird. 
She kind of she kind of flips back and forth at one point. I think. Huh. I didn't know. Um, like the side view when they're in the. There's like gala one, one specific scene, like where she's under the tablecloth in the robot. I found it was. Uh, maybe accent. not. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, there was there was at one point I was like, ah, eh, she doesn't quite look really anime. And then they go back, and mm-hmm. she, sure enough, she does. But yeah. it, not even that. But the especially in in this. Uh, movie like long distance shots of cars and people and cityscapes and stuff almost look photorealistic yeah yeah and uh but then the character models and the way the characters move and stuff are not at all they're very cartoony they have that style that kind of ease yeah uh, about them and I, like I think that I was just I was so impressed by how those textures worked together I like how they all had like the black lines around them like mm-hmm. yeah yes. this is a yeah, yeah, character yeah. like they were yeah. and you don't really even and, like the introductions to all of them even like were yeah. actual comic books yeah. yeah and like the 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 Spider-Man in the beginning like that was that's obviously like the Spider-Man from the Raimi movies mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Like, the part where Doc Ock throws the car through the window, the upside-down kiss, everything like that. Like, that's taken right out the of Spider-Man The upside-down kiss made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you just love, to the um, text boxes ripped straight out of comic books in some scenes? Yeah. When he'll, he's like, oh, why am I thinking this loud? Or whatever, yeah, and there's, yeah, like, yeah. A, yeah. a little text box, like, ripped right out of a comic book. They have the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a technical term for it? I don't where know. Where it's a bunch of panels, like, side-by-side. For, like, an action sequence, you know, someone punching someone else in the face. It's, like, yeah, a close-up of fist and face, and it's, yeah, like, it a four-panel bu- 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 sequence. Bu- bu- yeah. Dude, yeah. that's such a... Or, like, the one where, like, the security <laughs> guard catches him, and he's, like, who's Morales? And it's, like, not that dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, They yeah. just put comic panels and text yeah. um, into the movie in such a natural way that it just kind of augments the experience. It made me chuckle. It's like Scott Pilgrim versus the World of Movies. Yes. Where, yeah. where there is just enough um, uh, fantasy or fantastic mm. things, you know, happening in that movie that it, it just, it, it sets a vibe and it sticks to it. Mm. And it has a frequency at which it pulls out, you know, whether it's into the Spider-Verse with the text boxes or, you know, when he throws the bagel at the dude and it hits him in the head and it just says, bagel. Or, like, when um, Miles is first getting his, like, spider sense and, like, some, like, Green Goblin is, like, about to crash through the window and, like, you just see behind him, like, look out. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. So, awesome. yeah, stuff, like, just text coming cool. up on screen and stuff. When you, you need to find a rhythm, you know, at which you're going to roll those little tricks out. And if they're too clumped together in one spot, it's not going to work. If you go too long without doing them, your audience will be disrupted when you bring them back. If you make, if you do them too frequently, it's going to seem gimmicky and the audience isn't going to take the rest of your movie seriously. Yeah. So they were incredibly judicious mm-hmm. using those and they did a fantastic job in using them, I think. Um, Back to Scott Pilgrim real quick. Yeah. I really like movies like that like around like the mid 2000s where or like early 2000s where it was like all of the like all the characters in it are like like overly witty almost like Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim yeah, like yeah. Juno yeah Juno was another one mm-hmm. um it's like a really self-conscious kind of movie yeah it's know? very self-aware very self-aware yeah, yeah. and that's I, I guess a comic a comic book movie almost has to be because I think that's from my limited knowledge of yeah. comics that's such a token thing of comics with um, characters breaking the fourth wall or the narrator breaking the fourth wall or yeah. whatever. It's such a piece of 
comic culture, you know? Yeah. Like, that is... Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you, like, fourth wall breaks, you think of Deadpool, like, yes, right yeah. away. Isn't that one of his canonical superpowers? Yeah. 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 Fourth wall, like, yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> like, in Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, have you guys... Mm-mm, no. It's a good one. I yeah, definitely yeah. recommend it. But, like, basically the premise is he realizes is that he realizes that he's in a comic book and all the characters are just for his entertainment. Oh, cool. Or, like, or all the characters are for our entertainment. Yeah, yeah. right. And so, like, he cuts through all of reality. Dude, that would make me a nihilist. go into, like, the... That's the whole thing. <laughs> he, like, loses his sense yeah. of humor entirely. And, like, he gets so serious. And then, like, he goes... He cuts through reality. And... He goes into the writer's room, and he, like, kills all the writers of the book. Yeah. And then, like, the last panel is, like, him looking towards the reader, and it's like, don't worry, I'll find you next. Nice. And, like, the first time I read that, I was, like, one of the first graphic novels I read, and I was like, scare the hell out of me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's awesome the literary devices like that that comics use with the combination of visuals and text and the shape of the panels I think is so unique, and I think... This is clearly a film and not a comic book, mm-hmm. but it does a good job of integrating kind of what you could call the best of both worlds. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, is there anything we left unsaid that should be discussed? I mean, for me, my summary would just be um, the, the storyline is not that It's not that important. Impressive. The... A lot of, I mean, the characters are definitely likable and lovable. Oh, yeah. Some of the later ones don't matter that much. I love the look of the villains in it. Yes. The, like definitely. Tombstone, Scorpion. The, like, but Scorpion's look especially is, like, yeah. it's cool. It's, it's almost steampunk, like the Actually, I thought, I thought that Green Goblin looked, like, That's absolutely based awesome. off of his ultimate appearance, actually. Like, the ultimate yeah. comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. is, like, basically what all the movies are based off of. Like, the live-action ones. Like, oh, okay. When the Raimi ones came out, they're like, "Oh, we're basing it off of the Ultimate comics." Yeah. And then when the Mark Webb ones came out, the Amazing Spider-Man, they're like, "This time we're going for something different. We're basing it off the Ultimate comics." And when I heard that, I was like, "We already had a trilogy yeah. that ended, basically explaining why we shouldn't do that." Yeah. Because <laughs> like the Ultimate comics is, in my eyes at least, that's what really like propelled Venom into the mainstream. Okay. Like and. Then the one guy at Sony, like, he pretty much forced Sam Raimi into doing Venom. Mm -hmm. Like, Sam Raimi wasn't a big Venom fan. He didn't know very much about Venom. Mm -hmm. And because of that one guy up at Sony, he, like, we lost out on Spider-Man 4, which would have been really cool. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to tie together all the um, cameos by Bruce Campbell. He was supposed to be Mysterio, actually. Okay, I see. He was supposed to turn out to be Mysterio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it sucks that we didn't get to have that because that one guy at Sony. Thanks, Sony. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, who's the president of Sony? It wasn't... Shuhei Yoshida is the president of PlayStation. Okay, thanks, Shuhei Yoshida. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so... Uh, there there are... I think there are flaws in, like, the narrative structure of the of the movie, but you're never going to care. It looks too good. It's too much fun. It's too stylish. <laughs> Um, I'd highly recommend anybody to go out and see it, uh, or well, stay in and see it at this point. Yeah. Um, the score is great. The, re- the the like the character dialogue is really good. Um, there it's are corny hilarious. there are corny moments. You're yeah. not going to care because they look so good, um, etc. 
The movie is an, uh, an absolutely exquisite visual feast full of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to be over-eager to excuse its flaws and just say, you know, oh, it looks cool, so don't worry about it. And I do, you know, it's not a perfect movie, and it does kind of bother me that they dump the characters, so many characters on you towards the end, and you don't really care about them. 62 it has, minutes in, to be precise. Yeah, 62 minutes in, as, as they point out. from which the Spider-Ham is, Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I also do agree that it seems, the pacing feels a little lumpy. It feels like it goes in fits and spurts where not a whole lot happens, then there's a major plot development. And it also has the comic book thing you and I were talking about where um, Miles Morales basically stumbles upon the whole Spider-Man Greed Goblin fight, just like it's totally like by chance. Yeah, it's like that doesn't bother. Oh, me. I'm in the sewers, rounded this corner. Stuff oh, happens what in is real that? life by chance all the time, and it's like a hallmark of comics. I find it's it like is. that with a lot of the Phil Lord and the other. It's either Chris, Chris Miller. I think it's Chris Tim Taylor. Miller. Mm-hmm. Chris Taylor. I know the last name is Miller. Oh, okay. It's either Chris You're or wrong. Tim. <laughs> but but like and but like the Lego Movie even like. He just falls down that little thing, I mean, and then he but gets like, like you the say, plot almost takes a back about, burner. You want to say, say that about stuff? I mean, Batman's parents just so happen to get killed. Yeah, yeah. You, well, know, like, yeah. you could say that about like yeah. everything just happens by chance in my in life. Often, my point in all this is that I don't uh, I don't want to excuse the flaws, but they're just they just bother me less because of what I feel like this movie was going for which was not things like intense character development, no, yeah. a perfect story arc. It's yeah. going for style, it's going for fun, like panache, and it just hits all those things out of the park. So, I mean, it's a total fun watch. Yeah, I felt like it was almost like style over substance, but yeah. it was done right. In a good way, yeah. right? Like, but there's so much style. The yeah. style was the substance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, is, that's that. totally it. The, this, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I think, for my money, the second... I'll say the second best-looking animated movie I've ever seen. What's Probably. the first? Rango. Rango. I still gotta watch that. It I remember my... I wasn't allowed to watch it when it came out, and I just kind of lost interest. Dude, I don't know. It's so weird. My, that... One of my mom's friends said, told my mom that it was inappropriate, and my mom... It's not inappropriate. Didn't... It's not. She didn't take it with a grain of salt. Dude, <laughs> it's not. That movie, though, it's like... I've a, seen like a bit of memes from like it. A, it seems like That's a child... About... It seems like a child's movie, but it's not... It's yeah, really like existentialist. Movie. It's very existential. It's like, very deep yeah, in weird right. ways. And I'll check that it's, out. It is That's so wonderful. Probably they added it to Netflix, I think. So Did I'll they? check it out. So I, they really, might have. You I really know. absolutely need to see it. My right. favorite really anime movie it. of all time. Yeah, same here. I think like no, It's not even close. Charlie it's not Brown even Christmas is my second. Charlie Brown Christmas is really the good. The soundtrack for that. Oh, man. It's Geraldi. Yeah. It's Geraldi So good. Anyways. Anyways. There's so many memorable moments from that. Oh, like the Charlie Brown, like the tree, everything like that. Every year we watch that, and every year when Linus gets out on stage and reads from the Bible, I tear up a little bit. Yeah, I tear up too. He's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, it's so so good, dude. Okay, that was the chair. Yeah, that's that's the call bell. I did a good job holding that together all For the end of this, on the road portion of the Good Ship Brothership. I don't know when we'll get this up. It'll probably be when we get home. Oh, yeah, not before we get import home. It yeah. the, import it into the computer and do my magic. 
who knows what will who knows what you're will gonna happen. be bathing in sadness with all the data we've collected over oh, this trip. So bad. Anyway, Caleb, thank <laughs> you. thanks for doing this with us. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Anytime, dude. Anytime we can do it. Maybe we'll just call you when we're recording an episode sometime. Just I'm put down. You on for yeah. five minutes. <laughs> Let's down. call Caleb. See what he thinks about this. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the moon landing factor fiction <laughs> fiction the reason I said boop okay thanks Kill. <laughs> like the opposite of the college show <laughs> we don't know Kill is